songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, and welcome <laughs> to what I just described as uh, the a primal scream in podcast form. Um, I am joined by two fantastic people today, but the first is my guest co-host and co-host for life, Ari Vukitas. Hello, it's me again. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know what happened. We are like wired. Oh, I don't know. But we both had naps and lots of coffee. It's funny I'm projecting as wired because I feel real slips. <laughs> <laughs> and we are also joined by a, a, a person who contains multitudes. She does a lot of stuff. But she also is the author and illustrator of Someone Calls Me Mommy. I am so excited that you are here to talk with us, Rupa Mehta. I'm so excited to be here, to be part of the crew. <laughs> yes, the morning drive-by crew that yep, is the zoo crew, uh, the we zoo call crew it. today. <laughs> yeah, the Primal yeah. Fear Crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's the Primal, oh, the primal Fear, fear Crew? <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, it's fair. You've got kids, and there's a raptor loose in the compound. <laughs> Why mommy drinks? Stop drinking. There's a raptor loose. We need you clear for this. Oh it's been a long day. Third caller wins free Bon Jovi tickets. It's true. It's, I mean, it's fair. There's a lot of primal fear when it comes to being a parent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just, uh, I hope I don't fuck you up. Uh, I hope I don't uh, make a serial killer. Uh, you know. Yeah. Although, I'm I'm coming to realize that it's not whether you fuck your kids up. It's like what particular flavor it is. Yeah. I just think I think that the human animal is an unstable isotope, right? Because I think my parents did a fucking great job. Great job. As good as, no, they didn't make a mistake, but as good as can be expected. Your parents are awesome parents. Yeah, and I'm a fucking mess. Uh, it's not <laughs> their fault. So like, uh, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> I just don't want to get caught. I just if if if, if she goes off the, I I don't want to be associated. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want anyone to have the answer to who is her mother. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anyone to ask that, and I don't want to be the answer. Both. <laughs> so Ari and I, we have three kids. They are all boys. We have a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an eleven-year-old. Rupa, what you got over there? Uh, I have an almost three-year-old and one in the belly on the way. I'm doing seven weeks. Oh, it will wow. be my first boy. <gasps> a boy and a girl. Yay! Hey. Oh, that's exciting! Congratulations! And I feel oh, like older you. girl, younger boy is a nice breakdown. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't so. Know. I think so. In, th in theory, I think it is. She's so excited. She's so prepared. But she's also in her toddler thing right now. So I'm a little scared of her right now. Oh. But so I don't. I don't know. I feel like the feelings kind of go back and forth every day. Is she? Um, is she? Do, okay. I, I like to say that a lot of us we either get it when they're at two or we really get it when they're three. Uh, had, was she a terror at two, or has has she opened the box of terror yet? <laughs> yeah, I know you have older kids. You have experience here. I Angel, <gasps> Angel, up until two weeks ago, oh. and I don't know. Yeah, I think you're meeting me right in the middle of like I yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll go back to normal and stay that way. Yes. Oh, he made a sheet that with the same face. Probably true. <laughs> oh no. Oh, let's not scare no, no, this it, poor woman. It'll still be great. It'll just be different. It'll just be different. <laughs> yeah. A little yelly. Well, hopefully it gets better. It got better enough for you guys to make this happen maybe three times. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it also wasn't really crazy until we did it three times. <laughs> you know that's I mean? pretty crazy. It was pretty. It was pretty crazy. But then it's, then we added a baby to it. <laughs> oh boy! Well, let me let me start off and tell y'all what has uh, broken me, and I'll I'll leave the that other story for you to Very tell. Well. Um, but uh, the thing that has been breaking me has been laundry, and I know it's a tale as old as time. But oh my god, there's just so much laundry, and. There are so many baskets, and and now our house is so cluttered <laughs> that the baskets that most of the baskets are filled not with laundry but with like 
household uh, debris of various kinds. <laughs> and so it's like, here's a basket. It has like weird random papers in it and like one washcloth. And here's another basket. And, it, you know, it's filled with uh, a giant duvet that I need to fold and can't because it's so big. Uh, and... Um, and it just sometimes they cover scare me. <sighs> oh, oh yeah. It's so hard. They're so hard. Thank you. Yeah, I'm out on duvet covers. I uh I'm out on that. There are, you know, there's th- like a 3D aspect to it that Ari can't wrap his head around. Yeah, I I'm I feel confident enough in the fact that I am a smart guy that I am willing to say there are just some things that are a fucking black box to me. And now at 40-something? Not a black box like it illuminated us about the accident that happened, but a black no, box. Oh, like- not like why did they make the whole plane out of that thing? Like no light can come in or out. I will not. I'll never fold a fitted sheet. I'll never be able to put a, a <laughs> comforter in a comforter cover. Like that's just not at this point. What are you talking about? I'm in my 40s. Rupa, can you fold a fitted sheet? I'm not. I'm five feet tall, and I like feel like I try to crawl into with the comforter, and, like, and I I like get lost in there. It's like I don't know how anyone I don't know how anyone taller than me does it because I can't even do it. I love that Ruba's like in a circus tent. <laughs> uh, so- and then it never lines up; it's uneven. So like my husband can get the comforter, but I don't. I get like the thin sheet. I don't get it. Yes, we have a king size bed now, which is amazing. Um, but like the instead of them just being like, we're just making a square bed, they should have just made a square bed. But instead, it's like two inches off. Yeah, it's like eighty by seventy eight or something. Yeah, and so. If you don't get the comforter just right, what you just described happens, and then someone only has comforter cover but no comforter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense to make it. It's that really way. just make it a fucking square. Make a fucking square. Make a whole plane out of that thing. Yeah. <sighs> um. So yeah. So laundry's been next business me. for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna do square mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, yeah. <laughs> Because if you if you know us, business is something we're great at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I can see six baskets uh, with laundry and slash. You know. And you know what they say: if you can see six baskets with laundry, there's hundreds in the walls. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Ridiculous! <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I can see them from where I am, including two, like, hampers, which we use for as baskets. And yet downstairs in the laundry room, there's, like, no baskets. And there's just laundry piling up. And um, uh, I always have a system where I will fold laundry, but then I'll, like, put, like, the hard stuff, like, like fitted sheets and uh, socks, like, last. Um, but now I just have a basket full of those things and, um, it's, it's getting really out of control. It, it was already out of control, but now I'm like past that point yeah. where it's like extra super out of control. And now I just want to like run away. And in theory, today <laughs> could have been a day where you tackled it. But as I will touch on in my story, our six-year-old is home today, and he he's homesick, and he's very high maintenance, but not not in the sense of like he's not so sick that he needs attention all the time. He's just at an age where anything that's interesting to him, we have to find out about it, and like welcome <laughs> to his TED talk about you know. Yeah, I couldn't get you know that little like lint thing in the dryer that you like pull out and you take the lint off of it. I couldn't get it to stick all the way in because there was so much lint, like, crammed somehow. Like, it had solidified in there. And so Ari had to vacuum it out. But the whole time, our six-year-old was like, Daddy, come in here. And, and like, but it... Oh, my God. So funny. He's like, come in here. Come here. Come here. Come here. So finally, he's like, all right. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go see what he's talking about. And I walked in, and uh, the screensaver's on the TV, and it's the desert. And he goes, look, the desert. <laughs> it's like, okay, I feel like that could have waited. I didn't have to turn if off. only he showed as much interest in actually folding laundry. <sighs> you he know. could like combine and figure this whole thing out. He one, day, he one day might. He's the organized one. He takes after Betsy. He is the one who would. Yeah, he actually like cleans and 
Yeah. yeah. I should put that passion into a program. <laughs> Yeah. The youngest, put him in charge. I love it. <laughs> yeah. What What could go wrong? What resentment could form on behalf of the yeah. oldest? Oh my God. That would make the oldest <laughs> insane. Uh, more, more insane. Imagine, sorry. If we, imagine if we could Tom Sawyer him into like doing work by being like, we put the six year old in charge. And then he'd be like, I'll just, it won't work. He's, he's, it too, won't. he's too smart. He's too smart. But that would be amazing. So yeah, that's what's been breaking me. Ari, lay it on us. Tell us your story, because uh, you know it sort of belongs to both of us, yeah. and yet it also belongs to you alone. Uh, this isn't a breaking thing, but it's uh, and I wouldn't describe this as breaking me per se, but it's it's one of the sort of it's ten thousand cuts. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> um, all right. So yesterday. Um, you know, uh, we just we had to get out of the house. We tried to get out of the house with the kids. He's being very kind. I needed to get out of the house. I was like, I'm dying, and I need to leave the house. Strictly speaking, die. what happened is she made me cancel plans so we could go somewhere. But we'll, we'll <laughs> the record yeah. let the record show that the way I said it is we needed to leave the house. Yeah, it was very yeah. <laughs> Poor Ari. He had plans to see a friend, which were secret to me until the morning of Sunday morning, and then you were like, I'm seeing a friend, and I was like. <sighs> what? Yeah, I mean, secret's a and strong word. And then I word, tried eh? to cover for it, and I was like, it's fine. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to hang out with Dan tomorrow. You're like, okay. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you're like, I said okay. I was like, right, but you're also making that face. And the tone is, like, very clear. Like, you're drawing your finger across your neck and shaking your head at me. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Yeah. I understand. The mixed message, I'm the queen of it right now, pregnant. Oh. Everyone's confused. I'm like, that's fine. And meanwhile, it looks like I have daggers. <laughs> yeah. Ruba, I was an I was always a very angry pregnant woman. Uh, where are you, where are you at emotionally? Um, I think I, I I really had a tough pregnancy with my first. And so I'm really trying hard, like I, I'm doing, a, I'm going to the chiropractor, I'm stretching, I'm like, I'm doing some self-care things this time. But as a result, I think I'm also a little bit more sensitive to being like, this is my boundary, I'm sticking to it. Nice. So if anyone messes with it, I'm, I'm very beastly. I love it. If that's a word that's appropriate right now. Beastly, yes. You're like a mama bear, but about yourself. I like a, a little bit, yeah. I wasn't like that at all with my first pregnancy, and this time I want to take care of me more. Good, good. I think I think that's a lesson we all learn. Yeah, yeah Betsy was raised without enough boundaries, and so she's sort of a born again boundary uh, evangelical. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So go on. So anyway, so uh, we collectively make the decision that we should go somewhere. Um, now, nor so of course, normally when we go somewhere, the formula is always the same, which is we tell the kids. The kids are like, no, I don't want to go, right? Because by this time, by the time we wake, it's the one day we get to sleep late. So by the time we wake up, um, they are downstairs and they are watching YouTube and they are playing Nintendo Switch. Um, and oh, right. They're already like knee deep in screens when we tell them. So, of right. course, they're like. So they never want to go, which I get because screens are fun. Uh, and being in the car and fighting with your brothers, which always happens like it's not. But then, you know, we always get to the place and they always have a good time. Always. Always. Uh, and every So do you guys have a good like, time? Kind of. I don't okay. Kind you know. of. Yeah. yeah. Liars. <laughs> yeah. Or I, my six-year-old would be like, I had a sort of bad time. Like. <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> when did you stop laughing and squealing uh, to make this decision? Um, so anyway, so so going to laser tag is what we decide because nobody can say no to laser tag, right? Yeah, we decided to go to laser tag. You were just the world hero to go to laser tag, right? And they haven't been to laser tag since before the pandemic. They've been wanting to go. Well, the older two who have yes. been before wanted to go. And our oldest kid has been campaigning to go to laser tag. And he's usually the most sort of stick in the mud about leaving the house. So the older two are, at first, everybody is psyched. The older two are psyched. We're going to go laser tag. At some point, then our six-year-old, basically, his journey is like, yay, laser tag. Wait, what's laser tag? Because uh, he's never been. <laughs> and I think he sort of put the words laser and tag together and was like, oh, this doesn't sound good at all. Well, I think um, also they were like, he's like, oh. what is it? And they're like, well, they, you're in a room and you're hiding and running and, <laughs> and it's shooting. dark and strangers shoot yeah, you. Exactly. you know? And he was like, uh, no, <laughs> thank you. Hard pass. That sounds scary and violent. So he, Which I get. Yes. But also he, 
loves lasers and a tag, I guess, which is the other thing. But anyway, so... Who doesn't love laser tags? It's two separate things, lasers and then tag separately. Yeah. Rupa, Maybe have so. you done laser tag before? I have, and it's it's amazing. But it's also scary. I, I get it mixed up with paintball. Both yeah. of those, th that whole world of stuff is very scary. If you're not with the right crowd. Yes, yes. yes. Although paintball, paintball seems like another bridge over another Yeah, I've canyon. never done paintball, yeah. and that, that does scare me. Paintball, There's no need to, Betsy. Paintball There's no need to. <laughs> to me... I'm not in my 20s anymore. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. To me, I feel like the ex-military guys that are mad that they never saw combat are, like, who I expect to see. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. You put your hard boundary there, Yeah, because, like, I drove a goddamn yes. truck for 10 years. I never get to shoot anyone. I'm going to paintball and shoot at some kids. Uh, I could be wrong. I've never been. I'm never going to go because that's my... No, you, you're thing. accurate. I think your that's description's enough. accurate. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, so then ODR six-year-old, uh, st starts complaining that he has a headache and he has a sore throat, right? And so I'm like, well, no, you don't. You just don't want to, you just don't want to go, right? Like, I yeah. get it. Um, but also Betsy uh, had mysteriously, uh, hurt her back the other day, uh, which happens when you, you're in your late twenties. And, uh, <laughs> so I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, so, it's all those uh, laundry baskets, Betsy. For real. That actually might be it, yeah. Or just the crushing burden of life. Yeah, probably that one. <laughs> anyway, whatever. She, she heard her back. So um, so at some point, Odie, you know, it, it, but the thing about with kids when they say they're sick is like, and I think I might have actually said this last time I was on the podcast, I think I'm right. I can tell if they're lying about 65% of the time, which is, note, basically a coin flip if you're round, right? So like, I'm right you know, a little more than half the time. So, so you know, you can be pretty sure that they're not really sick, but if you're wrong, it botches everything, right? So, yes. so now, nor, you know, normally there'd be a world where it's like, well, Betsy, you just take the older two, I'll stay home with Odie, Dan can come over, we can all have our, but that doesn't work as Betsy's- hang out with his friend, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work as Betsy's back is messed up and she has to take like a muscle relaxant so she can't yeah, drive. that was the other thing. I was like, uh, <laughs> I would really like to take a, a pill that would help this, but then I can't drive and then I'll be kind of out of it. <laughs> that would be right. Um, so finally, you know, uh, so finally what, cause, but the other thing is, I'm sure that like, late, to me, laser tag is like, this kid was born for this. He's going to love it, right? Yeah. Although, again, sometimes I'm wrong about stuff, though, because I also feel like I thought he was going to like love like that Star Wars ride at Disney. Like sometimes and it was too rough because it's weird. He's a little thrill seeker. But then sometimes there's a line. Right. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know what that line is. But he's like, nah, not for me. So essentially, I'm like, look, you're going to here's what we're going to do. You're going to come with us. There is a arcade. There's an arcade, and there's a video screen where you can watch the people who are currently playing. Now that turns out not to be true, yeah. but this was my pitch. Oh, um, I, I understand know. why that wouldn't be the case. That'd be weird, but that's what I said. So <laughs> let me watch these kids. <laughs> yeah, weird. no. Yeah, no. He's watching that. Yeah, and it's dark. Like it's yeah. stupid. It wouldn't it work. It would be really dumb. Um, but anyway, so uh, so we go, we drive, we get there. I would say. Uh, the kids, I would rate it as what? Medium fighting in the car? Yeah. Um, medium fighting, which is, you know, years ago I would have described as extreme, but at this point it's just like, it's about average. Um, <laughs> the car ride itself was more than 20 minutes. Yeah, but not much. No. Um, so we... Get, I say that because you're not like, fighting along with them fighting. I feel like it can stay in the medium level. It's like when everyone's fighting, the adults and the kids, that's when it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, this was medium fighting. It was just, it was mostly just the middle. Uh, I, I mean, uh, it was Odie and Rex. Well, yeah, what usually the youngest usually and the is. oldest fighting. Yeah, yeah. that's usually the middle kid has figured out how to take a nap in the car, so he just yeah, you know, and aces then he, it. And then he's like, "I didn't fight, did I?" Yeah, that's true. And we're like, no, you didn't, Ajax. Great job. Yes. Uh, he he wants that credit, and I'm happy to give it to him. Yes. Uh, but he is that. he is very fond of like. By the way, I am not a nightmare. Check me out. <laughs> like you're right, you're being great. And you know, and in fairness, good. And we got to remember, like, give him. We got to. I should not wait for him to point that out. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. uh, the last thing we want is for him to internalize the idea that it's easier to get negative attention. Because of course yeah. it is. 
Um, anyway, so we finally get to the laser tag place. And uh, and now Odie, the six-year-old, who's you know doing fine, right? Um, but he forgot his mask. And we don't have, you know, you have to have a mask to go in the laser tag thing. We're like, ah, oh, god damn it. You know, we don't have a mask in the, we don't have any extra kid's mask. So I'm working on like tying up an adult mask. It kind of works. She's like, I'm choking. I'm like, well, okay. But here's the deal. You forgot your mask. And he's like, ah, oh, but this is strangling me. By the way, not strangling him. But he's like, this is strangling me. And I'm like, okay. But th yes, mm -hmm, this is why mommy gave you a mask. You put it in your pocket. Yeah, and I told you to put it in your pocket. <sighs> Everyone gets out of the car in the parking lot underground. Odie, where are your shoes? What? Odie, put your shoes on. I don't, I can't, I don't know if they're there. The car's too dark. It's not that dark, Odie. I, I don't know if they're there. So Rex, the 11-year-old, he's like, I'll get to the bottom of this. Everyone out of the car. I'll look. And he looks, nope, no shoes there. So, And also Odie. I'm like, okay, but you all are shit at finding things. That's so true. Also, maybe you're just not looking. So. That's true. So. These kids will be like, where's my hair? It's like, come on, man. You know, it's like, it's everything. But lo and behold, no goddamn shoes. Which... Turns out is something that happens to everyone, and it just had never happened to it's us. Never happened before. to us before. Um, and I used to, before the pandemic, be really on it and would do things like have extra shoes in the car for emergencies. But I've been so broken. Wow, kudos to you. I, I need to learn this. Cool. I'm not at this stage yet. Well, I've been at that stage. I've been I've been it to the peak, and now I've <laughs> I've slid down to the bottom. Rupa, those people are dead. That was that was 2019. Those are other. Those are our ancestors. We revere them. We miss them. <laughs> to be Not fair, yeah. it was 20, 2015, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been so broken. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we had cash, jobs, and hope. It was a different time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so oh, he doesn't have his shoes. We're like, okay. So uh, we're like, we're at a mall. We're at a mall. Maybe this mall will have. Yeah. A Target or an Old Navy. And uh, for those of you, uh, so we live in Los Angeles and uh, the malls here are different from the way they are in a lot of the other, the rest of the country. Right? The rest of the country mall is like this massive indoor thing with all these stores. But in LA, malls are like, they're outdoors. They're just a bunch of stores that are sort of stapled together. Ruba, where like, are you? Are you in LA? I'm in, I'm in Pipersville, Pennsylvania. Ah, hey, home of the fighting. I'm Piper. in Bucks County. Like uh, I, I moved here recently from New York City, so very different. We went from like a two bedroom apartment to now an eight acre farm. So wow, <laughs> very different. It's, it's beautiful. I've been to Bucks, Bucks County. County. Are there a lot of Stovers? My last name is Stover. Have you met very many of them? There are. There are. There are. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. All it's like the, the last in name of Meta for Indians. It's everywhere. <laughs> Nowhere else in the country would you encounter so many Stovers, but for some reason, Bucks County yes. is lousy with them. <laughs> Just an infestation. An Stover Mill House. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so we decide that uh, Betsy will stay with the two, because remember, Betsy uh, took a muscle relaxant for her back, cannot drive. So it's this is on me now, right? So I'm going to go take Odie. We're going to go find a Target. Uh, to buy him his shoes. So keep in mind, originally, I was going to hang out with my best friend. That turned into, I'm now driving around trying to find kids' <laughs> shoes while my, the rest of my family's at laser tag. With a maskless, shoeless... With a maskless, shoeless six-year-old that I have to carry <laughs> everywhere. Because uh, he can't walk. Uh, but Target's fine because I put him in the cart. Um, anyway, so we, uh, you know, we get, to, we get to Target, we get to the where they have the shoes. Um, okay, apparently at Target, uh, there's like, if 70% of the kids' shoes are girls' shoes. I don't understand why. Yeah, it's true. It is, right? Yeah, they have so, and same thing with the, well, yeah. Yeah, and, and the bulk of them are very, very gendered. Uh, so it's like, it's rainbow unicorns, it's T-Rex eating a football and a UFO, you know? <laughs> Um, and then interestingly, our, you know, my older two kids have a very modern construct of gender, right? They're like, gender's a construct, who cares? Uh, you know, it's girl stuff, boy stuff, that's dumb, whatever, we're all people, right? right. My, you know, my six-year-old, and maybe this because it's his first year of school, he is a little more sensitive to this idea of what's for boys and what's for girls. So I was showing some shoes. Oh, this is kind of new to me. Because he loves rainbows, 
right? So I'd be like, check out these rainbow shoes. And he'd be like, are these for girls or for boys? Ooh. And I would say, I was like, well, anybody can wear them. They're rainbows. He's like, but are they girls' shoes or boys' shoes? I'm like, were you like, prisms are for everyone. Prisms don't have <laughs> genitalia. Yeah, I definitely was screaming at a kid about genitalia in a Target. That's why it took me so long. I had to go to a few Targets because I kept having the same conversation. Um, anyway, uh, so, uh, but so yeah, so, I, so you'd be like, are these for girls or boys? I'd be like, keeping in mind that if they fit, that's the important thing. These are for girls. I'd be like, I don't want them. I want shoes for boys. Fine. Well, it's what he wants. Well, who cares? Um... Uh, so we eventually found some cool, oh, oh, but then I've made this mistake too. I was like, ah, oh, you know, if they have Heelys, we'll get you those. Cause he's been asking for those little heel things. Do you know what Heelys are? Oh yeah. I know those things. Yes. Oh, roller skate sneakers. Which I'm terrified I'm going to spend a bunch of money on. And then he's going to like crack his head open and be like, this is terrible. And eh. no, he's, you're going I, I, to I get scared of those things too. He's I, gonna crack his right head now she has light up boots that have taken over our, our life. And yes. So In a good thing. way, but it's the, the shoe magic is real. <laughs> Once it became clear, which was to me instantly that they didn't have Heelys, but he still needed to check every single shoe to verify. Um, uh, then we discovered light up shoes that they had in every size but his. Great. Uh, it's not like you, it's not that have an uncommon size. He's six years old. Like he wears a six year old size. Uh, but for whatever reason, they didn't have it. Uh, we eventually found shoes that he liked, but that's why it took so long. Um, and then we, uh, we came back, uh, and I guess, do you want to fill in what happened while I was gone? Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't even notice that you were gone that long because we just did laser tag and had a blast. <laughs> that was it. By the time you got there, I was like dripping in sweat and just like, hey, we've been <laughs> laser tagging it up. <laughs> yeah. The first thing when I came, when I came in, the first thing when I came in with Odie, uh, oh, and, and the people that work at Laser Tag were like, yeah, you guys did it. They were like cheering for us. Yeah, because we showed up and they were like, oh, it's okay. This happens all the time. In fact, someone came yesterday with no shoes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they said it happens all the time. And as I'm walking in, I see the actor Tom Arnold. And I'm like, oh, Tom Arnold's here. And the first thing <laughs> Bessie said to me is she was like, I think that's Tom Arnold. His kid keeps kicking my ass in Laser Tag. Tom Arnold's kid <laughs> annihilated me in, in Laser Tag. That's crazy. What an interesting feeling. Yeah. So then when I played my second and, time, I made sure I... to hunt him down and like, oh, no. this was for Betsy, blam. I didn't say this was for Betsy, <laughs> but I did absolutely hunt him down. He, uh, he, oh, no. he still beat me on the leaderboard, but I made it close. He seemed like a, a good kid. Yeah, he seemed like a nice kid. I think there, there are ways that a kid could show themselves to be a real asshole in uh, laser tag, and, and he wasn't. He no. seemed like a, a even kid. though he did totally smoke me. I mean, Tom Arnold seems like a super athletic guy. <laughs> Tom Arnold not doing laser tag with his kid. Tom Arnold no. <laughs> hanging out in the waiting area. <laughs> to be fair, he's probably like 65. He plays laser tag at home in his, uh, he's got a mirror thing <laughs> in the back of uh, stately Arnold Manor. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but our six-year-old downstairs is yelling, I hate laser tag. Oh. So after we play... Odie has, I'll say this quietly so he doesn't hear me, a great time. <laughs> um, no, he didn't, he says. Um, anyway, he comes out of it really not liking laser tech, um, even though it seemed. He seemed like he was having fun. Having fun. Yeah. Um, the body represents one thing, the mind represents another. You know what? Hey, Odie, come here for a second. Yeah, come here. How about you tell this story? T tell, talk about laser tag. Come here. <laughs> All right. You come explain this since I think I'm not telling the story right. The sassy walk. All right. All right. Come here in the middle here. All right. So this is our friend Rupa. This is Odie Sayas. Hi, Odie. Say hi. hi. All right, Odie. Here, hi. Have him stand right I'm here. Trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sit. Where you want to stand? I'm excited right. to hear about laser tag. All right. Tell, tell her about laser tag and why you didn't like it. I didn't like it because it was not fun for me, and it was a little bit boring for me. Laser tag was boring? Yeah. What was boring? Was it all the lasers shooting around? Yes. Yeah, it was all the running around a, a place that was fun. That was boring it, for you? It's the opposite of fun. Oh, the opposite of fun. Oh, but remember when we, we played that racing video game and you came in first? 
That was fun, right? What? Yeah. What do you think would have made it more fun? That's a good question. Rupa and says, "What do you think would have made it more fun?" Very nothing. Nothing. All right. Oh, there was no solution. Started. Okay. Well, right. thank you for thank your Thank you inputs. for explaining it, Odie. All right. So this just in to, to clarify for the everyone. record. Everyone. Uh, laser tag. Bye. Not fun. A little bit boring. Oh, oh, oh. What's up? What's up? Just... You just want to show our friend your picture? You're showing her a photograph of you. Okay. She's looking at Why you. Want to see a photograph of me in preschool? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> Oh, I love this if frame. I'm me when I was five and I'm six. So you can imagine how I much. Yeah, I like the shot. And I like the color of I... the frame. What's the background? Plants. Oh uh, yeah. And, a paradise. and this is the back of it. Okay. All right. We should get back to our show. All right. <laughs> we want to make sure that Rupa has time for her story. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye, bye kitty cat. cat. Uh, uh, Charlemagne, the, Charlemagne kitty the kitty cat. That's your name. That's Sometimes he name. goes by Charlemagne the kitty cat, not to be confused with a rapper of a similar name. Uh, kitty cat has a gold chain with a big C on it. <laughs> yep. Cut it out. Could see it. Um. Anyway, so that, that's pretty much the story. And then, he, uh, and then we drove home, and he barfed in the car. Oh yeah, and then he fell asleep early on the couch <laughs> when we were watching a movie, and it turns out he was right the whole time, and I wasn't I taking was his sick. concern serious enough, and he was sick. So he's homesick today. Oh. God, there's so many levels. The mask, the <laughs> shoes, the laser. There's so many different. You could have, I don't know. You could have come in at any point, and it would have been the end. But you guys really <laughs> stuck through it. Yeah. Well, I had to get out of the house, or I would have died slash run away forever. Uh, and uh, it's always a balancing act because, like, I I need alone time, but I if she runs off to Paris, like, I'm screwed. He's screwed. <laughs> you're like, it's you're screwed then. Yeah. yeah he knows it's like it, it's not even like happy life, happy wife, happy life. It's like if Betsy loses it, uh, I will be screwed. Yeah, that's why I've hidden your passport. <laughs> <laughs> I know where it is, so you can ask me if, All right. if we have to go somewhere. Now, dear listener, that might sound uh, like a like a scary thing for a partner to do, but Ari's just joking. Yeah, I'm just joking. You can leave. I don't think I could time. run away fast enough. It takes me like. 30 minutes to go to the bathroom. I, I oh. couldn't run away now. But when I was young, in my 20s, I used to always have a bathing suit and my passport in my purse. <gasps> wow. Wild Rupa. But th now, that is not an option. Wow. I love it. What a... F wow. Always. Bathing suit and a passport. <laughs> All that's missing is like a tiny handgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a... Oh, and you were in New York City? Wait, were you literally yeah. living a life where you're like, I could, maybe I'm just going to be in San Tropez at seven. <laughs> I don't know if I was at the San Tropez level, <laughs> but I was maybe at like Island. Florida, Daytona oh, Beach. Yeah, like, yeah. Hampton. That's where I was. <laughs> you never know. You just never know. You never, oh, being in your 20s in New York City is the <laughs> best. Just the best. Yeah, just like I was, just, I felt so quick. I was so quick. I could mobilize so quickly. Now I have like an Audi belly button that I feel like I have to like hide from people in public. I was just, it's just very different right now. With kids, it's like a royal procession. Like everywhere you go, it's like, it's like here we are and we've got all these horses and we've got to bring <laughs> enough meat to feed everyone for two weeks. And, you know, it, <laughs> and yeah. I, I've got all my courtiers. It's a big Oh, and you're in Pennsylvania, so you've got the extra added layer of it's cold outside. We don't have to deal with that. Um, but I remember just from when we lived in New York, when our oldest was two, just the that extra 20 minutes of like stuffing an unwilling participant into a snowsuit. Um, and then the moment you get outside, he has to pee. And you're like, ha, ha, you go back. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you prepare oh, an hour. I think a real situation in this house. Yeah. Plus your oldest it's, is a it's, girl. Yeah, and she, <laughs> my my husband's gone through an interesting potty training thing with her because there's like 
you know, she, he's not really standing up in front of her to pee. That's just where we're at. So he's, he's fully embraced sitting on a toilet and peeing. And he feels like Attaboy. his hips have opened up. <laughs> like, he feels like he's just like, he's entered like nirvana for his body on a different level. Um, and so he spends a lot of time in the bathroom with her to pee in the morning to like get ready to put on her snowsuit. But it's like, it seems like a very Wait, interesting Wait, your husband had an awakening by sitting down to pee with a baby in the room? He right always, because he, he always stood up to pee. But with, with our daughter, he's like, he oh sits, he's like modeling it for her yeah. and in you know, hiding some situation, you know? Yeah. And... <laughs> And he feels like he's gotten more flexible. Oh my God, have I been doing this wrong the That's whole time? Amazing. I've heard people <laughs> say that that like as adults, they're like now I at men saying I sit to pee now, and it's like relaxing and like it it you know. There's more magazines in our bathroom now. It's like it's a real destination. Our bathroom. <laughs> I I highly if you guys ever want to check out and meet your other Stover clan. And come to Pennsylvania, you can come and hang out in our bathroom. It's like it's a one bedroom. Wow. <laughs> it's really nice. Well, Rupa, could you please tell us a, a story of a time that parenthood has broken you? Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm thinking the best story to tell is <laughs> my dynamic with my daughter right now because I guess she's in the, the toddler phase. And I was, I was picking her up from school the other day. We're going to do a play date after school. So an ambitious day, you yep. know, for me. Sure. We're not coming straight home. And we're in the car. And, I, you know, it's just a nice, relaxing 15-minute drive. And I, I always love when I ask her, like, how your day is. And she actually answers me and we uh. talk. So I was very happy when she said, Mommy, I want to tell you what I did today at school. Do you want to know? And I was like, yeah, tell, tell, tell me what, what's going on. What, how was school today? And she's like, Mommy, stop. It's quiet time. I don't I don't like you. I don't want to talk. And I'm like, oh, oh. Shit. wait, what did you? Oh, okay. okay. But it's like it's it's just it's just like it's just such rapid fire. And when that gosh. moment it reminded me of do you remember that scene from Wedding Crashers? I don't know if you remember. It's like the the divorce proceedings, and this woman's like, You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Do you remember this scene? Anyways, that that's how I feel with my daughter right now. I'm like, I get such mixed messages. And so I don't know if it's breaking me as much as like, I just don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of permanently confused and like on my tiptoes. And so then we go to do the play date. And, you know, the concept of sharing is kind of, it's a concept still. It's not a practical yeah. skill. It's a concept. And... She goes to the house and this kid, Matthew, is so sweet, sharing his toys, putting out everything. I think he's like in love with my daughter. And she takes all the toys and just sits in the corner with all his toys and is like, these are mine. <laughs> and, I, you know, it's in those moments where I feel self-conscious as a parent. Thank God these are amazing friends where I feel more broken because I kind of want to be like, hey, you trust her character. Don't you feel like she has a good demeanor? And by the way, do you know I like sharing too? And, you know, I think I want to give my background and my history and tell them, like, I'm a good person. But, you know, We're you're just hoping garbage, that they've people. had a toddler and gone through it. Uh, yeah. That, wait, what did you just say? I got distracted because my child came into the room. Hang on a second. Hey, Odie, I love Odie, you. I love you. We're but, recording a thing, sweetie. So can you go it. downstairs? We Okay, yeah, take okay. it downstairs. I love you. We'll talk later. Okay, Wait, so, okay. All right. Okay, bye. <laughs> that always happens. Okay. Just don't engage him. I think we invited him into the show, and now he's like, I'm yeah, part of the show. The seal's been I broken. love it. It's going to be a three-person show now. Right? Ooh. Three hosts. He's like, you already bought the rights to the song. Might as well play the whole thing. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Do we need to close the door? Is he... Okay. Go on. So, you were mortified. Yeah, and I just I, – it's, it's in those moments where, you know, parenthood feels like such a mirror – onto yourself and so it's in those moments when the mirror is just so front and center that 
I don't know. I, I'm beginning to think like on my resume or on my emails to people, I should say, I have a toddler. Do you? And then I just know that they'll be more forgiving of like what's going on in my life right now or something. I, that's what I realized. What I realized is that I always thought those baby on board things on like minivans were to be like, drive safely. There's a baby on board. But I think it's, I'm sorry, I'm driving like a maniac and I'm distracted. <laughs> There's a goddamn baby on board. I'm passing you, snacks. You may want to keep your distance. <laughs> It occurred, it, like it occurred that. to me I, yesterday or the day before where I was like, oh, it's an apology. It's not a warning. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just goes back and forth. Like we're, we were at the play date. Then my husband decided to do like a bath time with their son, Matthew, and my daughter. And it was great. Oh. And Matthew's like a little scared of, uh, of bath time. So it was like, great. She was doing it. It was Everyone was so happy. Parenting was, everyone was celebrating my husband and my daughter. And then right after the bath, she decided to just be naked, run around their house, jump on all their couches. And Matthew wanted to like go to sleep. And I was oh. like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Whoops. Like, and then I, I felt like I had a physically restrainer, which is not my, first of all, I'm not very strong. I already told you about my stature. I'm tiny and I'm pregnant, but I, I felt like I had a force force her into her car seat and I just I don't like that uh, feeling yeah I just felt like the mirror was really strong that day was she having a big fuss because you had to leave no I think she was just kind of in the mood to be on a couch that she could jump up and down on like at our, at our house we, we we invested in some overly fancy couch so she hasn't been jumping on it so I feel like she just you know was like oh this is a much better house to jump on couches let me go here nice yeah it's always a bummer when you have to sort of like resolve an argument with your kid by being physically stronger like that never feels like good parenting um no. that happened yesterday one of our kids I won't say which one because she's here um <laughs> went to a neighbor's party and got in a scuffle with some neighbor oh kids God, that's Right. And uh, this didn't even scratch the we didn't even. T that's crazy. Well, yeah, a story for another day. But he, I came, I just heard him yelling, shut the hell up or something. And I was like, shut up, idiot or whatever. Which, which is outside. always what you want to hear your kid yelling at a party. Yeah. By the way, a party packed with kids and I'm at the other side of the house and I hear that. So that's how loud it was. And I'm outside and he is, he's like fighting three other kids, basically. I mean, not, you know, like, not like with, like, knives and chains, you know, with, like, pool noodles, but it's clearly heated. Um, we don't have a pool, but we have a lot of pool noodles. Um, you said the kid was on him? And the kid was, like, pinning him to the ground and, like, whacking him in the head with a pool noodle, being like, how does, see how it feels, or something like that. And he was like, shut the hell up. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, oh, and you had I, to, like, break it up. And I came out, this other kid was like, he started it. But uh, part of it was like, you know, uh, like, look, fine, right? Like, at some point... You're going to, your mouth is going to write a check that your ass can't catch. And, you know, in a bounce house with some other seven-year-olds, it's yeah. like, that seems like an okay place. But the point is that I came out and and I was like, all right, well, you have to come inside now. And he, he was mad, wouldn't listen to reason. And I had to sort of like police carry him inside. And yeah. I hated doing it. Yeah. Because it's also, it's embarrassing for him. That's a tough way to, yeah. to leave a fight, you know? And I just, don't, I don't want to mess with her independence, you know? Yeah. But then like later on that evening, I'm putting her down to bed and I'm like, I'm sorry that the, you know, going into the car was a little bit hard tonight. I'm trying to like have a reflective moment. And she just like looks at me and it's like, mommy, do you know I love you? And then it's like, okay, oh. we're good now. Like we're, we're good. We're fine. But I, yeah, it's the, it's the feeling of a mirror. Like if I feel, it's how I feel parallel parking in New York City, honestly. Huh? I like sweat. I feel like everyone in New York City knows I can't parallel park. And it's just, I, I get self-conscious very quickly yeah. on that stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's so – you're right. I love that you're calling it a mirror because it's so true because they are independent from you and yet they are a reflection of yourself out in the world. And when they act a fool, they are acting a fool on behalf of you as well. And <laughs> – and it's embarrassing and you want everyone to like your kid and you want everyone to like you and you want them to think yeah, you're doing a good job and you made a good person. <laughs> yeah. And, but then you also want her to be like, you know what, if you want to vocalize doing something and be in, I don't want to mess with your capability, 
But only, you know, I just want yeah. you to do the things I want you to do is pretty much the bottom line. I want you to feel free being naked on a friend's couch, <laughs> jumping up and down. But also, I need you to get into your car seat when I tell you it's time. <laughs> yeah. I need you to follow my timeline. I think but. part of it that I try to – I find myself this way with my kids a lot, which is like they're at ages that I remember being at. And I remember getting into a similar kind of trouble, and I remember my parents reacting to some more than I did. And there's a part of it where it's like, oh, it's. I think there's a one panel Far Side cartoon, a Gary Larson Far Side cartoon, and it's like it's predators and prey clocking in to a shift at the beginning of the day. And I kind of feel that way with the kids sometimes, which is like, all right, your job is to lie about the fact that you've brushed your teeth, and my job is oh. to fake, which they all three constantly do, and my job is to figure out how that's done without disclosing. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's the dance. Like that's what we do. So you know, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing that you, I love that you don't want to impinge on your kid's independence, especially when it's such not a two way street. Cause she's impinging on your independence, uh, sort of by definition. Well, it's also like, I think I have this added pressure on myself. Cause as you know, I lost my mom and I, I feel like the, my memories of my mom raising me are so calm. Like I always describe my mom as like, um, like a sassy mother, Teresa. Like she was just so calm and peaceful. So I don't, I don't have this image of someone disciplining me. So I feel like I'm so much worse than how she would have handled it. If that makes sense. I, so yeah, (laughs) there's a lot going on in those moments. You have a similar perspective, Ari, because, yeah, your parents didn't really have to discipline you guys. It seemed like they just told you what was up and that was it. And, like, I feel like our kids are so out of hand. But I think I was also – I was real sassy, though, as a kid, You were? Oh, yeah. Really? (laughs) When I was Odie's age – if my mom asked me to like pick up my clothes, I'd be like, "Yes, master," and I'd like like oh. lurch off. The- <laughs> yeah, but I think your mom would be like, "That's funny." Yeah, like, it was a bit. It was creative. It was definitely. <laughs> I don't think your mom would be like, "Oh, I don't approve." This is no, disrespectful. no. Like, I don't think so. She was more patient with it, I think, than I am. Yeah. Well, yeah, like uh, I, I don't remember like ever like triggering my mom. Like I feel like she was just kind of like. I, I could be, like, losing my mind, and she'd be like, oh, so we don't do that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, wow, like, she yeah. was just, you know, she just had, like, one line she kind of stuck to. And so wow. it's just, you know, it's just different now. Like you said, it's like it's like before technology, before busyness. I don't know what world she came from. But the, I, when I start getting in my head thinking of her, then I, like, I'm a little bit more critical of how I'm handling a moment. Yeah. How many siblings do you have? Do you have siblings, Rupa? I have one brother, and he's 15 years older. So I kind of grew up, like, a little bit more in my own thing. Wow, that's an interesting dynamic. (laughs) I I, I guess... I don't think I was not to, not to take anything away, <laughs> not to take anything away, but I, I think your circumstance might be a little more challenging on its face than your mom's, right? Your mom also had a 15 year old that could help out. Um, yes. Had you know. 15 years of parenting experience already. Yeah. That's so, true. You know, I'm just saying, show yourself some grace, grade on a curve a little bit. Can I just tell Thank you, me. being pregnant with a toddler was one of the hardest things I ever went through. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you're it's so tired. Going on. And, and like the quickness, you're just not like, I, I, I just wasn't, you know, even, even though I'm in my mind, I was like physically really challenging her to do the car seat. I probably was like an ant on her. I, I My strength is just not there. It wasn't, it wasn't probably as bad for her as it felt like for me. Yeah. Well, but, uh, who knows? Ruba, we'll see in five you... years at therapy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ruba, can you tell everyone about your amazing book, Someone Calls Me Mommy? It's such a gorgeous book, and uh, I want everyone to know all about it. Oh, I, well, the book is um, it's 100 poems that I've written and illustrated that are from my daughter's perspective and from my perspective. And what inspired this book was um, about a year ago, I was playing with my daughter outside and she was like jumping in rain puddles, having a great day. 
And I told her, you know, we have to go in the car and take a nap now. And she's like, I don't want to take a nappy. My rain boots are happy. I was like, it was just such a, she delivered it in such a sweet way. Um, And just the rhyming. And it it, it, honestly, it reminded me of my mom who had passed away the year my daughter was born. And so it kind of opened me um, to like a healing process that I I guess I didn't quite touch, you know, because my mom died while my baby was born. It was like, I hadn't touched that whole thing, but then this rainbow moment opened up like a portal in my brain. And I started writing about things from my daughter's perspective and my perspective, all the different things of motherhood. And it felt like the artistic process was like hanging out with my mom and my daughter, like for like girls night or something. And so it's a labor of love and it's, it, it goes through breastfeeding, napping, all all the topics of early motherhood. You remember that movie, Look Who's Talking? Sure. I I love that movie. And I guess that's like kind of the the voice I wanted to kind of, or approach like this idea that like, I'm sitting here pumping, but my daughter's looking at me like, you know, what are you doing pumping? I need that, you know, and just like leaning into what her perspective could be in these moments. Um, that are really strong and universal for all moms. Uh, it's it's such I, I love I love the way that you set this book up. Just what you just described, uh, listener. So on on the left side of the page is a poem uh, from her daughter's point of view, and on the right side of the page is a is a poem or prose from her point of view. And it's uh, and each one sort of standing alone is a beautiful poem. But then also uh, next to one another, it gives it all like just more meaning. And um, and it's a really beautiful reflection on parenthood. And I mean, one the one that I, I loved so much was uh, the growing up and grown oh. up. Um, in fact, do you want to read it? Okay. Oh, I forget what, oh, I think it's page. So this is from my daughter's perspective. It's called Growing Up. I woke up, I moved, I ate, I worked, I played, I went to bed, I do too much. (laughs) And then from my perspective, it's called Grown Up is the title. I woke up, I moved, I ate, I worked, I played, I went to bed, I don't do enough. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was, oh, it makes me almost tear up. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's, that's all, that's it all in a nutshell. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. And I was thinking this is a, a really beautiful book to maybe give someone in your life who is uh, about to become a parent, is a, is a new parent, uh, maybe specifically a mom, but I think dads can also get something out of this book. For sure. Totally. I've, I've been feeling that way and like in noticing like what what's happening with our sales and stuff. I'm, I feel like I have moms of all different ages. Like it's it's causing a lot of moms to reminisce and then moms who are in the thick of it are kind of taking their time. It feels like um, moms can only handle reading like maybe a poem, not necessarily a novel. You know, time wise, it feels like it just checks the box, too. And I think it it's just nice to be in these moments where you're you're really in your head, but then you're like, if you can find the humor in it and see like, what is my daughter or my son's perspective? It's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a sweet book. It's a funny book. Uh, it's really it's it's got it all. It's a lovely way of thinking, and I I I should do this more, which is that you're approaching things not just from your perspective, but getting into your kid's head and feeling like how do they think and how do they feel, which I think. You know, I don't read a ton of parenting books, but I've read a few, and that's what they all say. Yeah, right. Is like try to see what from their perspective and blah blah blah. So I'm I'm sure that the I would imagine that just the process of conceiving this and writing this has probably changed you, uh, or at least magnifies some stuff about you in a very positive way. Oh, definitely. I feel like it's caused me to. You know, you know how like when you're with a grandparent, you feel like they're just calmer and they're like lighter. Like they're not, you know, they're invested, but it seems like the moment feels lighter. I feel like writing this book has allowed me to have even more of those moments with my daughter where 
you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, did she poop today? You know, this is when she was like younger. Like, did she poop today? Is this like, a, I don't know, does she have allergies when I'm really, and then from her point of view, it's kind of like, what is your obsession? Leave me alone, you know? And yeah. just kind of like, just chill out. If it needs to come out of my body, I'll come out of my body. Yeah. Like, everything's going to work out. And I just think like, I don't know, it allows like an extra breath to happen. Yeah, it gives you perspective. It's an anthology of two perspectives. Yes. <laughs> and it gave you perspective uh, writing it, and it gives us all perspective reading it. And you're right. It's so good for, like, all different different ages and different um, seasons of, of motherhood to, to read uh, this book. Um, where can people find Someone Calls Me Mommy? Um, you can go to our website, me, M-E-Mommy, M-O-M-M-Y.com. And what's cool is that the book comes in like this nice gift box. And so everyone who gets it, you know, I mean, we're getting a lot of people who are ordering multiple orders, like for Mother's Day and things in the future. So it's, um, you can, you know, personalize a gift note and it's definitely like, you know, a small business that really wants to have that personal touch and, and share this like kind of labor of love. Yeah. I mean, this is the sort of thing you could even have on hand just to uh, give away to like a friend for a baby shower or yeah, you could just have a few on hand, give to your mother-in-law, give to your sister who is getting, you know, who's having a baby. Put it in your purse with your bathing suit and your passport. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else you would like to promote or, or tell people where to find you online or anything like that? Oh, I, I just started Instagram. I'm new to the social media world. So I'm oh, you're gonna love underscore very positive. <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm I'm just trying to do artwork on there from my child's perspective and my perspective kind of weekly and it's been fun so if you want to keep the dialogue going but oh, wow. so, yeah so I'm just very excited to share this book with others and hear other stories everyone has such a unique story you know but it's all in the same subjects like everyone has their own feeding journey napping journey that I find fascinating so I it's, I'd like to get a conversation going. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's, I, it sounds like the Instagram is a, a reflection of the theme of reflection. Yes. <laughs> That's really cool. That is really cool. If you like Why Mommy Drinks and you want to support the show, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, and leave us a glowing review. Check out our sponsors and the Why Mommy Drinks Patreon. Follow and like Why Mommy Drinks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Also, I want to hear what broke you. So email me your shit shows or leave a message on our hotline. A copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. A copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842. And all of this information is in the written description of this episode. Well, uh, gosh, Rupa, you're doing an amazing job. You're you're just killing it out there. You you're pregnant, you got a toddler, you wrote a book, you're out here in the streets telling people about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're farming. You're pregnant. You're out in the streets. Life is good. <laughs> I'm not quite farming yet. My my husband has like, he wants to like do goats and chickens. Uh, I'm kind of like, I have one plant. <laughs> like I'm, I'm slow. I'm slow. I want to get there though. Oh my God. I'm right there with your husband. Get some bees. Get some bees for me, please. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I want to and goats and chickens. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, you are doing a great job. Ari, you are doing a great job. Thank you. Way to get those shoes the other day. <laughs> Thanks, Betsy. You are doing a great job. This laundry is going to rue the day it was fucking born. Oh, boy. This fucking laundry. <laughs> Well, dear listener, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Rupa. I really thank appreciate you, for having me. you taking the time. Uh, dear listener, if you find yourself uh, showing up to a public place wondering where your kids' shoes are or uh, wishing your kid would just stop jumping on your friend's couch long enough to put some clothes on, my God. <laughs> 
Or if you find yourself just <sighs> crumpling under the weight of the never-ending cycle of laundry, just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder I than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire. <laughs>